0: Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? We are doing this Twitter Space or X Space. Uh, we hope everybody is ha- having a good day, um, and you know we are coming off the heels of our last stream that we just produced on African Diaspora News Channel. Uh, make sure you also download the African Diaspora News Channel app. That's a one-stop shop for everything that we have. Um, download it in the Google Play and Apple App Store and you can get a membership while you're there. Just click any video, uh, go to the next tab, that says create account, sign up there, choose a, an account and you'll we'll all be good there. Um, today we're going to have a little conversation about, you know, our friend and yours, Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson. And Brandon Johnson has finally had to admit something. See for a while, uh, Brandon Johnson has, you know, been trying to cover, uh, for the Democrats cause we know Chicago is a Democrat city and as more and more people come in, you know, we are, uh, get to the point where we, you know, have say, Hey, raise your hand. You can come on in because you know, these spaces is not so much about me and what I'm saying, but I want to know what the people are saying. Of course, rules here for our spaces is, you know, let's be adults. You know, we don't need to be cussing and talking, you know, reckless. We can, you know, use the English language very good, right? But we have a, you know, a audio we'll want to play with Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson here in a second. But we have been really covering that on the Philip Scott podcast about what's happening in Chicago and why that's very, very important. Now there's many brothers and sisters in Chicago that's extremely upset, and they are upset because they're not getting the resources that the black community is paying for in the guise of taxes. Black Americans pay taxes in every city, every state, and also to the federal government. And when we see our tax dollars going to everyone else, except the people that's actually paying the taxes, that's the issue and the problem. Now, at one point in time, black Americans were very supportive of, you know, the issues in immigration. They say, oh, these are afflicted people as well and our hearts were in the right place. But what ended up happening over time is that these same people got in political positions and they didn't look out for their black brother and sister, let's say that. Uh, When it came to resources, they went on ahead and took the resources. It don't matter where they came from, they took the resources. And then when we look back at them and say, hey, you know, what's going on? And like, uh, hey, you know, work hard. I've been here five years. and..." I got past you, that sort of thing. But yeah, it was our assistance and our support on a political level that got the, you know, immigrants to where they're at. Because you have to understand, there would be no immigration to America if Black Americans did not fight for that. So the issue is, and I always explain that some people that come here, you know, definitely with visas and stuff like that, they are approved through the uh, visa you know, at the embassies. Now, the caravans that you see coming, that's not something I can say even the embassies are, you know, approving because, you know, that's basically coming a legal way. They kind of come in in a way that's completely, you know, they're gaming our asylum system, right? So the asylum system is supposed to be for people that's fleeing a war or, you know, some sort of, you know, genocide or something to that effect. It's not for people saying, I want a better life. I want a job because you can go work in many other places. You don't have to come way up here. You have to understand there's a lot of Latin American countries, at least on the Latin American side. Cause I know it's not just a Latin American people coming because there's a lot of Chinese coming too. A lot of Chinese uh, contact I have on the uh, border told me there's a lot of Chinese men coming across that border And the people don't pay attention to the Chinese because that's not the story. Uh, the Chinese will slip right in and go to the Asian communities and you won't even know they're there. Right. But the other group of people that you see, that's the face of it. That's what's in the media. That's the people you see and being dropped off in Chicago. Even when I went to Chicago back in October, I seen some of the migrants and some of them are actually on the streets. Some of them are with their children. And I'm like, you came all the way up here to be homeless in Chicago. You know, it's like, bro, you probably had a better, you know, time in your own homeland. But then some of them, we covered a story, I think, a Venezuelan uh, man, him and his wife, his children say he was going back to Venezuela because they was out there in Chicago after Brandon Johnson and them gave them a $9,000 uh, rental assistance. Now, no black American people or anyone else for that matter was getting rental assistance in the tune of 9000 U.S. dollars. Nobody got that except programs they have for the migrants. So this is why our brothers and sisters in Chicago was very upset and they have a right to be upset. Black Americans have always been deprived of resources. And then we see people coming over the border and they just show up and getting resources. This is once again, policies of the Democrat party. This is also the mantra of the Democrat party because on our podcast we went through there on the section where they talk about immigration and their ultimate goal is to make the people citizens in the end it's all about, you know, corporations getting cheap labor because a lot of you American citizens is out here. No matter where you come from, you American citizens want to get paid right. You want certain benefits. These corporations you have to understand many of them even started off during slavery. You understand a lot of your banks, slavery, free labor. And they, and then once they got out of the time of slavery, free labor, they did convict leasing, things like that. Still kind of free labor, sharecropping, finesse our people, free labor. So this country has not been on the up and up on paying wages. You look at the prison industrial complex, that same 13th amendment, that so-called freed the slaves created a loophole where they can put people in prison and there are slaves. That's, that's what it says. You are a slave if you are in prison and who they target to put in prison, black men. Now there's black women in there too, but mostly black men in particular. So this country do not want to pay for labor period. So in them importing all the people they are importing into this country, they they doing it by design and being assisted. There's NGOs that assisting the people. They got maps, they got food, all of that to come up here, and it, they are being assisted by many different people. They come into the country, the Biden administration, people like that, um, allow them to come in. Now you mentioned people say, "Well, Texas, well, Texas is shipping all the migrants and different things to Chicago." Texas has been dealing with migrants or illegal foreign nationals for decades, and they have been coming in the thousands into Texas over the Christmas holiday. You had eight thousand people show up, another twelve thousand show up, and they come into our state. We're in the state of Texas. They come into our state. Brandon Johnson isn't getting a uh, uh, twelve thousand migrants showing up at his doorstep in Chicago. Uh, Mayor Eric Adams isn't getting eight thousand migrants showing up uh, in New York City. I think uh, Greg Abbott with Operation Lone Star sent about I think they say over eighty thousand migrants to different cities. We've had more than that in the state of Texas alone in one month and and they're crying and complaining, they are sanctuary cities at that. When you say you are a sanctuary city and you will try to not assist the federal government in removing people, well then what do you think is going to happen? Is it right for Texas to take all the people? It's not right to the taxpayers in Texas. So we say, Hey, well, we're going to send them up there since you're a sanctuary city. Now let's go ahead on and play a quick clip. But Brandon Johnson, I want you to hear something he's going to admit here. Let's go ahead and play this. What the federal
1: government is doing, look, I've said repeatedly that we need more resources. Mm-hmm. And I've asked for $15 billion for the entire country. I know I have congressional delegation a congressional delegation here in Illinois that has asked for $10 billion. Um, Look, the technical support that we receive from the federal government, we appreciate that. Uh, Work authorization to put people on a pathway to sustainability, I certainly appreciate that. And without real significant um, investment from our federal government, it won't just be the city of Chicago that won't be able to maintain this mission. It's the entire country that is now at stake. But in no way um, what the state of Texas is doing um, is helping the cause. As much as we recognize that there are challenges, significant challenges at the border. And we do need real substantive immigration reform and policies that allow us um, to have a structure and a pathway Mm -hmm. um, to citizenship. But again, sending buses all over the state of Illinois and all over the country is reckless and
0: quite frankly is dangerous. Well, let's talk about that. You still talking about that Democrat pathway to citizenship crap. No, the only pathway they need is a pathway to uh, the airport, to send them back to their homeland and they need to come in the right way. It isn't fair to people who try to come into the United States the right way to go through the process and respect the laws of this country and you know, got their citizenship, there's many people. And you know, like as we said before, they talk about, oh, look at the conditions at the border. Oh, look at Greg Abbott, he's putting buoys in there and razor wire and all that. Well, you know, there's no razor wire or nothing like that at a uh, When you go come into the United States and you have a visa, I, I'm going to tell you because a few weeks ago, I, I went to Costa Rica when I came back uh, to the country. They have a very nice air conditioner airport, no razor wire. If you want snacks or something, you can get it in that airport. You come back, you give, you give them your passport, they ask you just a few questions and they say, okay, welcome back or whatever, right? Or even people that just coming into the country. They have their visa in hand, they ask them where they're going, how long they're staying, X, Y, Z, and they let them into the country. Nobody has a razor wire, nobody has to sneak in, nobody's claiming asylum, nobody's dealing with cartels, none of that, it's an easy process, right? But that's when you come into the country the legal way, when you come into the country not in the legal way, then you deal with all these issues and problems, okay? And as black Americans, I will say this, we can't focus on that issue cause that's not our issue. Now, some of you say, what about the black immigrants that's coming? Let me talk about the black immigrants here for a minute. I have the same feeling about anybody coming over and not following the laws. Every country I ever went to, um, whether I had to go do some work in that country or vacation, I had to go through their system, whether it's obtaining a visa or even if it's visa free, you still have to go through immigration. African countries I've been to, I had to go through immigration. Uh, when I went to Turkey, Costa Rica, wherever country, Mexico, whatever country I've ever been to, you gotta go through immigration. You can't just bypass immigration and do whatever you wanna do. So the countries that these people are coming from, you gotta go through their immigration if you go. So how come they can't go through our immigration and follow the, the rules and laws, right? And I don't mind following nobody's rules and laws, that's their country. I take no issue with that. But for them to gain the system and say asylum, and then what's happening right now, people are not getting court dates to up to 2030, 20, 2031, 20, they basically say, oh, well, they gonna forget about me, right? And then black Americans, opposed to say, oh, well, you know, there are people like us and you know, while they getting all the resources. That's the thing. It's not like they come and they say, okay, we will give you work permit, get it how you live. That's even one issue to discuss, but they're like in Chicago, they are trying to take people their field houses and they're trying to put them in different schools that was closed down in the different black communities and even other communities as well. And no community in Chicago wants them there. It don't matter. It don't matter if it's the black community talking about resources. It don't matter if it's the Asian community. The Hispanic community don't want them there. They don't want them. They don't want them at all. So if they don't want them, and nobody's saying this, and then this is why I talk about the Democrats are not following democratic ideals. They always talk about saving democracy in Chicago the citizens wanted sanctuary city city status put on the ballot and in Chicago, the city council voted that down to put the measure on the ballot. Now in a democracy, it says everybody has a voice, right? So when it comes to voting and things like that, people should have a right to vote. I'm a firm believer of, Hey, you should have your passport. I'm an advocate. I'm a big advocate of obtaining a passport. Black Americans, only 5% of black Americans have passports. That is ridiculous. I would like to see that number go up to 75%. So obtain a U.S. passport, brothers and sisters, is only $130. You know, we waste that on a meal. We waste that on a lot of things, right? And it's good for 10 years. But I, I always teach people to have a driver's license because you definitely got to have a freedom of movement, drive your car, et cetera. And I always teach people to have a voter registration card. Reason why I teach that just in case you want to participate in the process. Now your local politics is always more important than that presidential election that's coming up. It's like we go so gung ho about a presidential election, but you're not worrying about who's your local sheriff, who's your prosecutors, who's your uh, justice of the peace, who's your judges that's in there. These are elected positions. You know, who's your um, city council, uh, who is uh, on the uh, school board. These are people that you can actually go holler at, right? That's in your local communities we should be more involved with our local politics than that presidential election. But at the same time, voting is a right. doesn't mean you got to force me to. And if I don't get nothing out of the deal, then I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to give you my vote. The day of free voting is gone. You understand what I'm saying? So, these people are getting, and this is the Democrat party doing this, the party that a lot of black folks vote for, you know, and, and and you know, hey, if you wanna talk about something, raise your hand, let me know. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I know there's some people that's gonna disagree in what I'm saying, because I'm not really for the Democrat Party at this stage of the game. I'm not. And the reason why I'm not is because for, the, for over a half a century, the Democrat Party has done our people wrong. They've done our people so wrong. And unfortunately, you know, we thought that this party would do, you know, right by black people all these years. And we've seen nothing has been done. Even these so-called black politicians, as maybe if you don't know, you know, they, you know, you talk about the 1994 crime bill and Joe Biden and rightfully so, but the congressional black caucus in 1994 also voted for the 1994 crime bill as well. They didn't stand against it. They were supportive of it. Even the COVID-19 bill that we say, the Asian hate crime bill, right? The congressional black caucus voted for that as well. They didn't stand up for black America. They didn't say, Hey, let me add black people to this. No. And the Asian uh, politicians at that time did not say, Hey, let's advocate for our black brothers and sisters. It need to be for Asians and black people, right? Because, when it's for other groups, it's only for that group. But when it comes to Black folks, it's Black and Brown, Black and Asian, Black and LGBT, you know, Black and uh, people with disabilities. is never just for Black folk. And unfortunately, our people don't raise our voice up uh, up enough about these issues and problems. So, so we got a you know a couple of people in here. Now, shout out to y'all. Everything went well. And uh, yeah, if you got anything to you know definitely add? You know, raise your hand we definitely like to, to hear that um, because we you know just jumping on these spaces is like I said something new for us okay we got one person that's requesting uh, I guess to speak here okay all right Jonathan you all hey
2: brother Phil man appreciate your work I just wanted to to, to ask your opinion on who benefits from all of these illegal aliens I mean we're in a recession in terms of mm-hmm. the economy, um, they're making all these promises for social services. And I mean, everything we're doing as a country is on credit. So just simply put, who
0: financially benefits from all this illegal immigration? Corporations. Mm. Corporations benefit because you have to think about it, See, unfortunately, a lot of our people don't think business. And in a business, the best, the, the way you make money is labor. So if you have, so let's say if I was to hire you to do a job, give me, give me a number you will want.
2: I don't know. Let's say $50 an hour.
0: Uh, okay. We definitely, most corporations not going to hire you, but let's say $50 an hour. So $50 an hour, but let's just be realistic. $20 an hour. So $20 an hour pay you versus somebody just came from, from Venezuela and they, you know, make, not even uh, 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 a couple of dollars a day, and I. So if I give them even minimum wage or lower, because sometimes they give them lower, they will be happy with five dollars, maybe seven dollars an hour. Versus I gotta pay you twenty. You understand know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. since they have a work permit, the system's still gonna tax them. For social security, they're gonna tax them. Everything that we get taxed, federal income tax, but they're not gonna benefit off of it. But so the the American government gonna get money off that migrant because they're gonna tax them, and at the same time, but it's not gonna be too much. But they don't have to pay them as much. They can work them more and pay them, you know, less. So paying you twenty dollars an hour, but I got migrants that want seven dollars. I can pay them seven dollars an hour. I can get. Literally two workers and and st- only spend fourteen dollars an hour versus you they just go get twenty. You understand? Okay.
2: hmm So let me put on my tinfoil conspiracy theory hat right quick. Okay. As far as, far as I can tell, because I follow Robert Kennedy and all them, he's down at the border and the whole thing. It's a lot of what they call military age males that are coming across the border. It's not like the old days where families and the whole bit. It's a lot of young, healthy, strong guys. So my conspiracy brother says, they either gonna use them for law enforcement purposes, uh, they're gonna put them in the military so that when the American people finally get sick of it all, they're gonna sick them on us. That's
0: my conspiracy theory. Well, I mean, it's not really a conspiracy when you got states that are allowing them to become police officers. So it's not a conspiracy. Right. You know, I don't even like that term conspiracy theory because that's like a CIA term. Mm-hmm. Um it, it it, just you just thinking a little bit. You just say, hey, this is what I'm kind of thinking. You know, this is a theory, yes, but what's so conspiratorial about it? You you, this is what you're seeing. I mean, like, most people question why are you letting all these young men into this country? Right. Like that is an issue because, like, dude, you couldn't go fight for your homeland? Why are you running up here so much for? Why? Yeah. And like you once again, young men. See, if I was the president, I'd be like, listen, women and children, yes. Young men, go your behind back home and go fight for your homeland. Yeah. You know, y'all yeah. are, are jumping over the women to get over
2: here. Yeah.
0: Hey, listen, brother,
2: I, I appreciate your program, man. I've been supporting you on Patreon for years. So, more power to you. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. All right, brother. Peace.
0: Yeah, so I appreciate the brother coming up here. But no, it's not a conspiracy because you're looking at some things. Because, so see, you know, the, the Democrat Party got a lot of our people trained. They got a lot of our people trained to think that if we think outside the box, it's something wrong with it. They don't want us to think. They want us to be stupid. They want us to be high. You know, they want us drunk. They want us turning up all the time. And listen, it's okay to to, to have fun and turn up sometime. But sometimes we got to think. You know, even the scriptures teach us a time and place for everything under the sun. And so we need to think sometime. Yeah, what's going on? What's the deal? What's our um you know, what's the end game and how are we ultimately affected by these things? And, and at the same time, you know, his, his, his brothers mentioned that, oh, they can put them in the military and maybe they come up with something that, hey, if you come in the military, we'll give you citizenship. A lot of them probably will take it, right? But I'm always say, have a plan B, C, D, and E for your life. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, he talked about some war, and I don't know if it's something against American citizens or something like that. But I tell everybody, I ain't fighting no war for nobody. If I'm gonna fight for something, I'm gonna fight for my children. I'm gonna fight for, you know, my family. I'll fight for my people, but I'm not fighting for these people. No, uh-uh. Black Americans have fought enough, and what have we got out of that fight? Nothing. We still call the N-word. We, we still disrespected. We are watching everybody you know, get resources that belong to us, right? I mean, they they just throwing money around. Ukrainians getting 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 a bag. Black Americans say, "Hey, you know, w- what about us?" on the situation, you know, that that money you spending, it be good over here, right? No, so that's why I'm saying I'm good. I've I told y'all just my personal opinion. You know, I believe in making relationships with brothers and sisters, you know, in black nations, having them on WhatsApp. And you go and talk to realtors and whatever the case may be, you can get You can go get you an apartment overseas and in a black nation, you can get you a house. You know, of course people talk about certain countries where they real estate or whatever like for instance, I know some people talk about Ghana. I wouldn't dare deal with Ghana and they stuff, but you know, they got countries like South Africa, Kenya, for instance, this is kind of like a system similar to ours in the way they do real estate in, in some ways, you know, so, yeah, you, just, you always just got to have an uh, option because if it do go down, like I said, I'm sorry, I'm just not dealing with it. I'm not. Now, you could say, oh, we field it. No, no. My people fought enough. My people fought, 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 fought to, to maintain this place. And these people have not even done right by black folk. What I'm going to go fight for to, to save them for again so they can maintain their privilege. We fight to, to maintain their privilege. We innovate. We build. We've done all that to maintain their stuff. We haven't benefited nothing. You got people that just coming across the border, getting $9,000 a month in rental assistance. And they're not even citizens of this country. And that's the Democrat party doing that because they are the party of, of, of immigration. They are. I don't, you can say what you want about the Republicans, but I don't hear them advocating for that. I really don't. Let's see here who, who we got here. Okay. Da, 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 da. So just is checking some things out. You know, I'm just new on this Twitter space thing. Um, but with the election coming up, just a question, you know, i like to hear some people's response. If the election was, was today and it was between Trump and, and, and Biden, who would you vote for? I'm very curious about that. And I'm going to go on the street and ask that question to people. Cause I really want to know what a lot of black men think as well on that, because they are talking about black men, but they're not actually talking to black men. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's a lot. That's one question. They never put a microphone and you notice that they don't like to really talk to black people. And if they do talk to a black person, they want a black person who isn't learned or a black person. They probably met off the street. They can just, you know, find out they don't know much. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying. So we want to go out, you know, in the street and ask, especially brothers, well, sisters too. But if they were, if the election was today, would you vote for Trump, Biden, or you would vote for nobody? And you have a right to set it out as well. Don't let nobody tell you it's wrong for you to set it out. It is not wrong for you to set it out if you so choose to set it out. Listen, voting rights is what a right. You have a right to vote, and you have a right not to vote. And then we talked about you know the the, the tactics that the Democrat Party use, which is dark psychology. One of the tactics they use is to is the guilt trip. You know power move they use. Basically, use our ancestors to try to shame us and all of that, to manipulate us, to vote for them. And they've done that for the last time. And I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of a lot of my brothers and sisters who's saying, you can't use my ancestors no more. You can't, that's over and done with. I'm sorry, you know, they gone, they did what they had to do. We got something new going on. I'm not voting for you. What are you, what are, you, what are we getting out of the deal? What are we getting? Go vote for what? You know, as somebody, you know, today send me something about voting a a shirt or whatever, and uh, it it says something out on the shirt, black, you know, tech, you know, black Texans vote or black, something like that. I'll have to look at my phone and I'm like, okay, we walk around with voting shirts. Okay, fine. What are we getting out of it? The, I've, I've said this many times on my podcast, the migrants didn't vote. None of them have. And yet they're getting more resources in a short period of time they did not vote. Y'all go line up during the time of a global pandemic, risk catching the virus. Y'all out there in long lines, so much so Boulay Martin is crying because he knows he's gonna get a check out of it. And yet, and yet y'all not getting nothing, nothing. The migrants just come here yesterday and they getting papered up. And they didn't vote. The Ukrainians getting all this money, they didn't come vote in the election for nobody. Israel been getting money in the billions, they didn't vote. There's a lot of people who's who's getting our money all over the world. And then if you you know if you know about foreignassistance.gov, go to that website. It will show you all the money that we give in the millions and billions to several countries. And these countries did not vote. These are your tax dollars. But when you talk about reparations. When you talk about anti-black hate crime bill, you talk about, Hey, we need help with buying homes. Black American home ownership has not improved since the 1960s. It only went up by one and a half percent. That is nothing. That is to me a big issue, black American home ownership because when you own a home, you can leave that home to your children or you can sell that home and get a a nicer home or or whatever, right? You can start off with an FHA loan, sell a house after, after you pay enough into it, have enough home equity, and then you can go into a conventional loan where you got to pay 20% down. Now you can't get away with 10% if your credit's real good, but you know, 20% down, you have it from the sale of your home, so You can get a, a much bigger home, that's what you like to do. Black Americans are one of the most renters in this country because we don't have enough home ownership. Well, we don't have nothing to leave to our children. That's a big issue. And, and then it, not too long ago, Biden was telling the banks that they can't discriminate against uh, the immigrants who aren't legal. When have he ever got on the banks about discriminating against black American homeowners or potential homeowners who want a home loan? Or what about getting on to them about black Americans? that want a business loan with the Navy federal story black Americans who was making a um, hundred, I think they said $140,000 a year was not even getting qualified for home loans. but white people making $60,000 a year was getting qualified for home loans. And then of course they came in well, because their credit may be better, man, credit don't pay a bill. If I'm going to look at who's going to repay me, I'm definitely going to look at the person that's making 140,000. Much more than 60. That's be the person I'm gonna go loan something to. Why am I gonna loan them to that? I mean, please. And credit scores go up and down. They really do. You can fix your own credit. You don't need no credit repair service. I've, I've preached that so many times. You can fix your own credit within a, a certain amount of time with certain strategies. But the migrants are getting these, these all this situation, but black Americans are not getting it. So no, no, no. You can't tell me to just come out and vote for you. No, you can't. I need to know what you're going to do for black Americans. Voting is a business arrangement and an exchange It's an exchange. It's not something symbolic you do. It's not something just do just to, because I just grew up and I was told to do it. No, it's a something that's quid pro quo that we have to do as a people. Or we can sit it out. Now, when somebody says sit it out, it's not some people permanently. Well, I'm gonna say the majority of the country permanently sit it out. Let me not say that because everyone who's registered to vote, don't vote. And that's all racist. It's not just one, but they're concerned when black people talk about sit it out because we show up right. And you look at the Louisiana governor's race, black folks sat that one out. Only, I think, was it 23% of black people voted who's registered to vote in that election? And that means the majority of black folks sat it out. And I said this, you know, in my podcast. The Democrats better understand that's a prelude to what's going to happen in November. If they don't do something drastic to do something for black Americans, I'm talking about all black Americans. Listen, giving to HBCUs is not doing nothing for black America. That's only gonna benefit a certain amount of black people. Now, if you really want to assist black people and say, I wanna do something, well, why don't you say, you know what? We're gonna fund the HBCUs and all black Americans can go to the HBCUs for free. Then I can say, okay, that's a different conversation at that point, right? But just giving money to the HBCUs to all to people that's part of the boule, who do not want to help out the rank and file black American. They don't. They're all about their little position and getting a little seat at the table of white supremacy, which makes you a subject of white supremacy instead of building your own table. And then when you build your table, you invite your people to your table. And then you start sharing resources with each other at your table that you built. I don't want to be sitting at another man's table. I want to sit at my own table that I built from the ground up. If it takes me longer to build my own table, it takes me longer, but at least it's mine. Nobody can snatch it from me. If it's mine. And I built it. So, and if y'all in here, y'all definitely, once again, I'll say this again, if y'all want to come up and speak, please let us know, uh, raise your hand, hit requests and we'll, we'll let you up. Cause I definitely like to hear exactly what y'all y'all think about the, you know, topic and, and situation this is about the only time that y'all be able to do this is uh conversate cause all my other, you know, streams and things like that. I kind of just, you know, solo dolo on that. So this is a time if you want to come up and say anything, um, they're not offering anything to black Americans as of yet. So like for me, I look at what you're offering versus what's going on. And now nah, i say on the other side of it, and I'm talking to my brothers and sisters who are, you know, whether you're in small business or you got a large business or you just got started with your business, you got a home-based business and things like that. The Democrat party is not favorable to you know, black Americans who are entrepreneurs. And I promote black people becoming entrepreneurs because that's the only time that we don't have a glass ceiling. When we work for the folks, there's a glass ceiling there. Um, we can be more educated, more experienced and still don't get paid right. Versus if we create our own business and we work for ourselves and dedicate our time to building things for ourselves, we can eventually grow it hire our brothers and sisters in the community, which that's what we should be doing. And the sky is a limit at that point because we built this ourselves. And when you look at voting and and you got to vote policy, you don't vote color. You don't vote gender. You don't vote. If this guy likes me or not, it's not about that. We say this early on the live stream, we had on, on the channel is that, there are many people right now, even in this chat, maybe work somewhere and, you know, your boss, or your supervisor, yeah, they tolerate you. But, you know, they really don't like black folks like that. You know this. Do you quit your job because of it? No. You go to your job, you get your bag and you go home and, so you can pay your bills, so you can put food on the table, so you can make sure your kids got clothes on their back, etc. Pay your car note, pay your rent, pay your mortgage, whatever you have. We deal with people that all the time that don't like black folk. They got black people at the grocery store don't like black folk, gas station. You know you know how the, how the police feel. We Everywhere we go, we deal with somebody possibly that may not like a black person, but do we just hold ourselves up in the house? Do we you know, lock ourselves down because we don't wanna go outside because people don't like us? Or do we go out and live our life and fight what we need to fight and do what we gotta do? So when it comes to policies, if, if a particular presidential candidate has a policy that may benefit. Now talking about Brandon Johnson, we know good and well Biden, he's okay for mass uh, immigration, unchecked immigration. I don't know who these people are, but Trump said he get in, he going to have the biggest deportation event in history. That's what he said. Now let's, let's say with that issue, most black Americans would say the resources are being taken from them. That's why you have brothers and sisters in Chicago right now saying, Hey, Trump need to come over here. Trump need to do a rally or something over here. They are threatening to turn Illinois red behind this, this migrant issue. On top of that, if you're an entrepreneur, you don't want to pay a bunch of unnecessary taxes that benefits, you know, the entrepreneur side of it. But the Democrats are very good at using dark psychology. And if you don't know what dark psychology is, we did a whole stream on that, on the African diaspora news channel, or you can go to our, if you have our app, you can just go check it out on the app. It's much easier on the app because everything is like right there. You got to go thumbing through anything. It slides very well for you to check out our content. It's in our news section on our app. And they use this gaslighting, manipulation, all of that, the shaming, because how dare you say, that you may actually vote for Trump for some reason, not because you like Trump, not because you even like Republicans, but because he may have a policy that benefits you. You just may. Now, some of you say, I ain't vote for now one of them, I'm sitting out, I, this is my position, I said this. If you vote for Trump or you sit it out, I don't care either way. But my issue is the Democrats need a referendum from the black community. They need one. Because they have done way too much for other groups and they have done nothing for their most loyal constituent. It's the black American uh, man and woman. And this bottom line. This bottom line. So Brandon Johnson, Mayor Eric Adams, now they both have come out and said that you know it's not sustainable no more. And Greg Abbott, the, the governor of my state, Texas, he's going to keep sending them, baby. He's going to keep sending them. He's not stopping no time soon. I just read here that Greg Abbott has sent a, another flight of migrants, about 300 of them, um, to the Chicago area. He ain't playing with them. So that's going to bring more anger. More people going to be upset. Black Americans definitely going to be upset. And let's see if they can get away with still being a sanctuary city at this point because I've said this many times before what state a uh, city we can go to and have sanctuary. I mean, cause do you know when they say they're sanctuary city, that means they're not the local police, the mayor or prosecutors or nobody is going to assist the federal government in retrieving you for deportation. They're not going to do it. But a black American, what city can we go to that they'll say the same thing about us? Well, you know what? The federal government looking for a black person, We're not going to say, we're not going to uh help you with them, we're not going to detain them, we're not going to do anything. That's not right, that's discrimination in itself. The, The term sanctuary city is discrimination against definitely black Americans, but also all Americans. How come they get to have this special treatment, but American citizens don't? That's not right, and that should make the american citizens very upset and all cities should not be a sanctuary doggone city period should not be a sanctuary state at all if you want to follow the rule of law it should be It's no such thing as sanctuary even the asylum process supposed to be for people fleeing war etc not coming up here talking about I don't have a job and they lie and say, I fear for my life, but they told them what to say to game the system. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this issue is going to be a hot one. You know, definitely starting 2024. The election, I keep telling people it's going to come a lot faster than, than you know it. They got the Democrat convention. Um, I think, is it in August or so? Some, I think it's in August in Chicago. And, uh, I definitely wanna to go to the Democrat convention. I don't wanna go in. That's not what I want. I wanna, you know, get with the people on the outside because I don't need really all that boule crap and all that mess going on. No, Dem- no, 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 no. I wanna talk with the people. because A lot of people say they're gonna be outside the Democrat convention is what they're saying in Chicago uh, actually speaking against the Democrats because all that the, the migrant situation is happening um, in Chicago, and we have a lot of good people in Chicago. Good, good people who just want to get their fair share that they have been paying taxes for a long time. They, you know, need help, uh, you know, in their local communities, and they're watching all their resources being sucked out. Now, just recently came out Brandon Johnson, which a lot of people in Chicago are very upset with him about. Let me see if I can pull up this article here. Um, the city council in Chicago is upset that Brandon Johnson plan to use $95 million in COVID funds for migrant shelters. $95 million. And once you give that $95 million and you use it, that $95 million is gone. It is gone. No, but yet, and I, I told this story before, I'm gonna tell it again. Back in October, I went to Chicago me and my wife for a couple of days, you know, took her out there and we came out of Gordano's uh, pizza. Cause I wanted to take her over there, you know, let her try that pizza deep dish. And is, let me see, the Gordano's, you from Chicago, it's the one that, let me see, you make that corner, you're on Michigan Avenue, I forgot that name of that street, is it Rusk? Is it one of those streets? You make a right, and you walk right there, to the Gordano's is right there on that corner. You walk like one little block and it's right there. So me and my wife ate, did whatever. We come out, we say, hey, let's get something sweet. We come out, I see somebody on the street and these, and I, I had all the, we had all this extra pizza in the hand because you know, if you go to Gordano's, you know how that they serve the pizza over there, right? So we could eat all that pizza. So I saw a person sleeping on the street and I told my wife, said, hey, is that person sleeping right there? You know, curled up, it was kind of cold at night. And I looked and it was a it was a young black woman, kind of remind me like of my daughter. I mean, she like, she had to be like 20, 21 or so. And so I, I spoke to her, I said, hey, hey, young sister, I said, you know, you, you hungry? Like then, and she was like, he said, yeah. He said, you got it? He said, I said, well, I got pizza. She said, they had any meat on it though? I don't really eat meat. And I said, no, 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 no meat at all. I say, it's just a uh, uh, cheese and, and I think one was cheese, one had like mushroom where we had no meat on it. He said, Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. And they really bothered me because I have been covering all these stories about the migrant crisis and Brandon Johnson is taking people that just choose to come over here, right? Putting them up in closed schools, giving them money, doing all this stuff they're doing for migrants, putting them in police stations, having them at the airport, all of that. And I'm looking at a young black American, you know, woman who's about my daughter's age is sleeping in the streets and she looked like she was some drug addict and nothing like that. And it just really bothered me. So we went up going to right walk a little bit further down. They got this um, place to sell donuts and coffee and things like that. So we went in, you know, we got some hot chocolate and, and, and some sweets or whatever. We made sure to get her like the largest hot chocolate you can get and ended up coming out and giving her the hot chocolate. And she was very happy about the hot chocolate. It was cold that night. And so I was just sitting there, I got back to my hotel and I'm just sitting here thinking, I was just so mad. I was so mad about Brandon Johnson that we have a lot of our own homeless people here in, in, in the United States. You have homeless veterans, people that may have mental, you know, mental health conditions that's homeless and need help. And you're taking 90, you wanna take $95 million to put migrants in shelters but you're not taking that 95 million dollars and putting uh, a young sister like i saw uh sleeping on the street there should be no homeless people sleeping on the street in chicago all this money he's been throwing around uh, eric adams been throwing around it should be no homeless americans and if you do the research black americans lead in homelessness in the country so you better believe the majority of the homeless is black American people. That's, this is why this all this money to Democrats and being all pro immigration and all that is extremely offensive to just Americans in general, but definitely to black Americans too, because we lead in homelessness. That's why if my tax dollars don't go somewhere, let my tax dollars go to helping the homeless in our cities. I'm all good with that. Put them up, let them get, because Chicago is a very, very cold city. No human being, New York is cold. No human being should be sleeping on the freaking streets at all in this country personally. But definitely when it's cold like that, they should not be on the streets. And you're talking about some migrants, but you're talking about 95 doggone million dollars. You want to take COVID money and, and, and talk about migrant shelters, please. These people got a homeland. These people got an embassy. They got all of that. They have it all. And in their homelands right now, it's like 80, 90 degrees. It's not even cold. So, but you're going to leave your 89 degree weather to come up there in Chicago and take resources from people that's right. No, but it goes back to us as American citizens that are we going to put up with that? Because see, we can't just complain and say, look what they're doing. Look what they're doing. Look what they're doing. Are you going to keep rewarding them with your vote? Are you going to keep doing that? Because you don't want to keep them in power. Are you going to let them use dark psychology on you and guilt trip you about your ancestors who isn't here anymore? You're here now. Are you going to let them do that? Are you going to continue to vote for a party? Don't wants want you to have a voice. Cause as we stated earlier, the, D- the Democrats in Chicago don't even want the people to have a voice to vote for sanctuary city status. That was, that was supposed to come up in March. If you go know about democracy, cause you know they always talk about, we need to save democracy, 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 we need to save it, right? This is what they always say. But yet when you, it's time to have some democracy, you don't want it. You believe in authoritarianism. Is that what you believe in? The citizens of Chicago should have every right to vote on the ballot if they want their city to be a sanctuary city or not but see the Democrats know that's going to fail because the people, all people in Chicago of all communities don't want that. And they know if they put that on the ballot and the people say, no, that's going to be a domino effect because most Americans don't want a sanctuary city. See, it's sounds all good when, you know, you wasn't dealing with the problem, but see what Greg Abbott is doing with Operation Lone Star is genius because now since you got to deal with what we have dealt with in Texas forever, especially our border towns who don't, who don't really have a lot of money like that. You know, I've been to the border towns in Texas. They are not like Houston and Dallas and all that. No, they don't have that kind of money. They are communities that basically a lot of us come from, you know, uh, communities don't have a lot, you know, uh, the communities, you know, people, you know, go to the flea market, selling things, you know, now those communities are mostly Hispanic communities down there. Um, but they don't have a lot. I'm telling you, they don't, they don't. So some of the roads need fixing bad. They just pass the roads. They don't even put the con- like the concrete roads I'm used to in the Houston area. They still doing a lot of asphalt and patching that with that ad- They don't have a lot. They really don't. Um, so how could they deal with, the migrants. So yeah, Greg Abbott, he's the governor of Texas. He got to relieve them. And trust me, when I was coming back, because I did go down there actually recently, when I was coming back, I seen a bus, I seen a bus flying. I said, boy, I said, is that one of Greg Abbott's buses? I said, that bus sure looks like a lot of people on <laughs> it." when I was driving back, right? Coming back from that area. And, and I'm like, yeah, Greg Abbott ain't playing. It sure look like one of his buses. Cause he, trust me, he is going to send them. So if you in New York, Denver, Washington, D.C., Philadelphia, um, those kind of places, expect them. They're coming.